Well, real uh, pleasure now. We're going to take you to uh, Spain where Southland's Tom Scully is uh, recovering from his uh, another outstanding ride in the in the 2019 Tour de France. Uh, Scott, outstanding to have you on this morning, uh, mate. I, I tell you, what are your first thoughts when I when I sort of throw the last month at you? What what's, uh, initially springs to mind? Well, yeah, it's been been a big month for sure. Um, I've enjoyed it. A lot of hard work, a lot of um, a lot of suffering. Um, but it's just uh, I've been trying to piece all together what's just actually happened for this last month, this last week, and uh, trying to trying to work out yeah what's happened. I had to have a look, uh, you know, because just tell me about the recovery and and what uh, the the I mean, what you put the body through. Because I looked at it as you know three thousand four hundred kilometres. I had to look that number up a couple of times because I'm going that can't be right. You can't have ridden that far, but that's that's the actual number. I mean, uh, just just tell us the physical toll it takes on your body when you stop. Yeah, it's a strange, strange thing when you stop. Like um, you just get in this in this groove in this program and and inside the bubble we call it and yeah you're just on the team's schedule every morning you wake up there's a time you have to come down for breakfast time you have to get on the bus and leave for the stage time you have to sign on time the stage starts you know four hours four and a half hours five hours today or even six hours today for the slower ones on the mountains and then okay the bus leaves back to the hotel there's a massage time and a time like you just pretty much remove all thinking um, from the equation. You just follow the schedule that you get sent on your phone every day for, yeah, 20, 24 days, 24 days. And then when you stop, it's, uh, you know, like come back to the apartment here down in Spain and it's like, oh, well, okay, what time is this this morning? You know, so, oh, no, it's, oh, I've got to get it myself. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, what, what am I going to do in the next 20? Oh, I don't, I've just got nothing nothing to do. Just try and recover. It's... Um, it takes a while to get your head around what you're actually doing, so hmm. it's it's a nice thing to relax for a while, for sure. <laughs> well, you've earned one, mate. So, what do you actually do physically to to, to bounce back? I mean, specifically, talk us through uh, this last week and what you've had to do to, to I guess, keep that body in uh, in as good a shape as you can after what you've put it through. I mean, I've I've just had days completely off the bike, and then. After three days of not riding, you actually start to feel pretty pretty ordinary, no exercise and compared to what you've just been doing. And uh, so there's nothing else to do but get back on the bike and just try and get the legs moving. I mean, he's first on the bike there on Wednesday. Um, they just felt like a couple of fence posts, you know. <laughs> trying, to get, trying, to get, trying to get those around the pedals was a bit stiff, so... Um, didn't feel good the first day. Um, Thursday was not much better. And I'm talking like small hour and a half training rides. And then, yeah, they, you know, stretched out a little bit further and started to feel a bit, bit more fluid on the bike. Um, still, energy levels are pretty low. So there's no, there's no um, stress and it's just ride the bike for enjoyment this week. Yeah, nice. Hey, hey. So, in terms of the actual, as, as you feel, as you feel, yeah, no, fair enough. As uh, in terms of the actual event it's, itself, you know, I guess you, your role on the team, uh, I guess the success of a tour for you is, is actually, can you answer the call and, and can you do what you're being asked to do by your team uh, day in day out, uh, mate? You've you've got to be delighted with with uh, the, the way it rolled out in terms of from that perspective. Yeah, that's exactly it. I knew I was going in uh, my role before the tour as as a domestique as we say, or a helper is the easier way of saying it. And that can be one of a lot of things. Um, it could be, you know, 
just positioning or just sitting in the wind and looking after a real contender, uh, Rigoberto Rowan from Colombia. Uh, to the bottom of the climb and then letting him do his thing. It could be going back to the car to get the rain jackets, but thankfully it only rained uh, one day in the tours. Um, could be going the breakaway, um, the early escape, get up the road and or take a teammate with me and then uh, try and help him get over the, the last few climbs for his chance at the finish. So it could be uh, a number of roles and you know, I got my green light a few times to go on the breakaway for myself and I took those chances. So I was really happy with how the, the tour went on a personal level and on a team level as well. Yeah, so, so let's talk about those chances. Uh, you know, so stage 17, you got into that uh, into a big break that that, uh, that got away and ultimately, obviously, uh, stayed away as well too. I mean, talk us through how that played out. Yeah, she was a, she was a pretty hot day um, and we knew that it was going to be a good chance for the breakaway the last day of rolling terrain before we got to uh, the last three days in the in the apps. So a lot of guys wanted to go on the breakaway. Uh, I was asked if I can, one, given the green light to go. So for me, that was like rubbing my hands together and just trying to get after it. Played my cards right, managed to make the break. It was a large break. Um, but what was hard that day is it was, it was an average temperature of 38 degrees for the first two and a half hours. Because it's such a large break, the, the peloton didn't want to let it go. So in the first hour of the race, we covered 32 kilometres. And then eventually the, the peloton broke behind and, and let us go. So really testing the hot conditions. And then um, with a large group away, we knew that it was going to be um, tough to get to the finish. Um, and that the breakaway group would eventually split again as well. And coming into a, a critical moment of the race, that, that did happen. And uh, I had a teammate in the, in the breakaway, Simon Clark. We knew it was one for the climb at the end of the stage, which, to be honest, is not really – it's a bridge too far for me. Uh, Simon gave me the green lights where he said, I'm not feeling the best, mate, but um, you, you want to go, you go. So we knew that the attack was going to probably happen and the – the breakaway group would split here, so I was straight on the first move that went. It didn't go. Came back. Simon went with the next one. It also didn't go. And then I went with the third one, and uh, that that did split, and I, I got away again. So uh, just before the final climb, I won too many moves, and I was a bit exhausted. So that's when I was back to the teammate helper role, and I knew Simon was coming from behind. And once uh, Simon reached me on the climb, I just did the last ditch burner for the last, well, the first one and a half kilometres of the 5k climb and tried to get a gap for him and so he could have his best chance at making it to the finish. So yeah. That was a long, 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 hard day out. And then uh, I sort of thought to myself, oh, okay, good to have the green line, good to have my chances, but now there's three days of suffering coming in the Alps. So. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta turn around and back up again, eh? So, uh, and then of course you got into that bizarre situation just a couple of days later. You talk about the 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 one uh, rough bit of weather, I suppose you ran into. I tell you what, it, when it decided to uh, pack it in, it really packed it in with that hailstorm. Man, that was in the end uh, became a bit tour defining, really, because that was when the yellow jersey changed hands ultimately for the last time. But must have been a bizarre situation when they pulled the pin on that stage. Uh, you know, when when you rolled up there, the, the peloton obviously had no idea what was going on, really, did they? Yeah, well, actually, we were really happy 
because we'd, we'd made the decision to put Rigoberto in the breakaway, and he had Woods um, and Alberto Betio, two teammates with him in the break, and it was the best chance for him to gain some time back on the overall. So we were happy with the situation. The race did get stopped at the top of the second last climb, of the of the yeah the second last climb, and for us it was would have been better if it went all the way to the finish. But because we were actually so high in, in the altitude, we're at two thousand seven hundred meters on that second last climb, and the the storm was the thunderstorm came and caused the, like a bit of a flash flood scene and a bit of mudslide which blocked the road. So it was the right decision, although we would have been happy for it to continue and go on to the second climb and the yellow jersey was already dry and Rigo could have taken more time and climbed up the overall even further. So mm. the right decision was made. Um, I was down the back in the group head and we had a large group that were long way behind. So when we reached that second last climb, it's, it was a bit of a shock actually because at uh, 2,700 metres you start running out of oxygen and when they see the race has been camped, a kilometre or so before we all realised that we're actually just going to stop at the top of this last hill. So once we got there, we were pretty happy. And um, <laughs> to call it a day there and yeah. any team cars that were around, we could just put the bikes on top and we'll go into the hotel now, followed. So that was a good day. <laughs> it was a good day. It was a good day. Love it, mate. And then, of course, the final stage, mate. And, and I tell you what, that's... Uh, you know, that, that, that I think just really capped off this the second tour of yours, you know, to be able to have a crack at the end, to be able to get into a, a break with three other guys out the front. And, and just take me through that scene. You roll around that corner in front of the Louvre, Louvre and, and you're onto the Champs-Élysées. The sun's beating down as well. There's thousands upon thousands lining that. And here's Tom Scully in the break leading the tour into France. I mean, just just give me an insight into, into what that was like. It's an incredible feeling arriving there into Paris. Um, I've only actually been to Paris twice, and both times it's been in the tour with a with a number on my back. So, um, you know, on the bus, the when I arrived on the, on the bus there at the start, and the mechanics had um, fluffed up my bike with all the fast wheel chains and equipment, and the, the directors were really happy. They said, "Oh, your bike is it's just so fast today. We've put all the good stuff on it." and they were all excited. The mechanics were excited. And we had the team in this time. We want you down the break today. I thought, oh, okay. Um, the legs are feeling like concrete fence posts. And uh, anyway, coming into Paris, and I knew once we crossed the finish line, the first time was a bit of a mutual start for the first hour and a half. Um, and then once we get in onto the Champs, it's, uh, it's race on for real. So we had a plan to go first time around the Arc de Triomphe. And... Uh, get out the front so given those green lights again I took all my opportunities and played the and just then rode as hard as I could for the last hour of the tour and uh, yeah to be in the breakaway there was an incredible incredible feeling it's all a bit of a burn now but um, I'm actually going to try and look back at the footage and see see what happened because it was such a blur it was just going so hard and so many people were around and the noise and the, the sunlight was a bit low so yeah Incredible, incredible feeling. Great way to finish off the tour. 
Absolutely, mate. I mean, it's all very well to be given the green light by the team, but I mean, you've already today, this morning giving us a bit of an insight into the luck that's kind of got to play for you to catch the right moment, catch the right break, be in the right position as well, too. I mean, what what sort of thing do you do you have to do there to put yourself in position, even though you've been given the green light to actually take advantage of that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing to be saying to go, you're you're allowed to go, but then to actually to be able to go is the, another thing. Yeah. There's a thousand scenarios going to go. Is it time to go use it too early, or are we going to be chased down? Or I just had uh, this is one uh, thing we did. We put special ring on, which is a lot larger than normal, because one side of the Champs Elysees is actually downhill, and the other side's uphills. First time it was the uphill. We go around the big roundabout, and then I put on the big chain ring and just. Uh, Launched it out of the roundabout and on the down to 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 make the make the split make the gap and uh, the speed we we're going was just so high so I think that's kind of what broke them and then uh, we're out we're just out there after that it's like okay well here we are <laughs> can I just so it was just a matter of just digging digging deep and uh, pushing on and trying to trying to break the chase from behind like. I think we actually had George Bennett, the other Kiwi of the race. His jobs or team orders were to to pull it back for their sprinters. So he was chasing me, and I was trying to ride as hard as I can to stay away from him. So yeah, that's how that's how it goes. But um, that was the cards I played that day. So I was I was just happy to be given the chance to do that. Nah, it was awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. Right. So so, um, so, so now what happens? What's uh, what's your what's your plan going forward? And I know you probably haven't given that too much thought. But what uh, how does things sort of play out now for you? Um, well, because we've done this last three weeks of really, really hard uh, training, as you might call it. Um, decent training, right? Yeah, week, decent. Yeah. Been having a week easy this week, and then I'll start uh, putting some pressure on the pedals this next coming week, and then I'll be back up to Belgium for the Bink Bank Tour, which is um, a seven-day tour around the Netherlands and Belgium. And then I've got another week's rest. And then I go up to Germany for a one-day race, and then three later, three days later, we do another stage race of four days long. That's my next two points, and by that time, we should know how things are suited for the World Champs um, over in Yorkshire in the UK later in September. So, um, if everything's all the line, we might be over there for the World Champs, um, but selections will still have to be made on that. Nice. That's, that's as that's as far as the season stretches for me this year. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, it's good stuff, Scott. Well, listen, man, absolutely outstanding. There's, uh, you know, I know we've, we've talked a bit over the last, uh, you know, couple of four weeks uh, as well beforehand, and, and to be able to bookend it as well after such another outstanding performance. You know, getting to the start line's one thing, mate, but but to be able to be at home as easily as you are, I think, is just uh, is an incredible endorsement in, in you as a as a rider and as a man, mate. So uh, congratulations on all of that, and and uh, you know, we're really proud of you down south. Goody, goody. And I enjoyed all the messages I got from the, the crew down there. It was it was great reading them. I haven't replied to them all yet. I knew you were there watching from the messages I was getting. So that was great too.